0: Man. Well, thank you so much for worshiping with us. And, uh, Moms, I'm proud of you. Amen. When you bring your kids to church, it just teaches them something. If you tune in online, that's awesome. And uh, we're going to hear from my wife today. Uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, she's a great speaker. We're going to have a good time. Uh, so, hey, if you want to give, no obligation to give, but if you want to, you can, if you've brought a check or whatever, you can give some to our ushers that have the orange vests on. Uh, if it doesn't say sheriff's inmate on the back, then they're good. Okay, if it says that, then say God bless you. Um, but if you want to do it that way, but thank you so much for your online giving. You guys have been amazing. Uh, again, we met Budget this last month. That's two months in a row that is above and beyond. And that, to me, is just unbelievable church family to do that because that's really, really not normal. And so you guys are not normal. Look at your neighbors say you're not normal. In a good way. You're not in a good way, all right? So just wanted to say a big thank you for that. So, um, all right, well, let's get started. I want to talk just, just for a couple minutes, if that, uh, the, of the baby that I think of in the Bible, um, and that's baby Moses, and he had a mom named Jochebed, uh, and in that time, the Pharaoh was trying to kill all the baby boys, I mean, because were, the population was growing, and Jochebed knew that Moses was a special child, and every mom thinks their kid is special until they get to be about two or three, right? And they start becoming a little terrorist. And you're like, okay, I'm not quite sure how special you are. But I want to tell you something about Moses. Moses had a purpose. And, and his mom knew that there was a, a, a way to save his life. And that meant she had to give him away. She had to put him in the basket, if you know the story, and put him in the Nile River. And the king's daughter saw him in the reeds and took him and kept him and raised him. But there was a purpose to Moses, and he would become a great leader uh, to lead the Israelites out of captivity. And with that said, I know sometimes parenting can be frustrating, but you don't really know who you're raising. You're raising somebody great, whether they become a Moses or they become a computer programmer or equipment operator, whatever it is, they have a purpose and they have a reason for existing. And I know, Mom, sometimes it can be exhausting, but I want to tell you something. It's worth it. Amen? Because when they turn 18, they, they leave out of the house, Right and figure out life on their own. Uh, 18 is just one of those magic numbers that isn't really real. I get an amen. I yeah, get some honks there. And so if you're, if you're still at home, okay, I, wanna, I want you to, to make sure that it's easy to have you at the house. Amen. It's easy to have you at the house. And that's a, that's a huge thing. But moms, you make a difference in the lives of a lot of people. Okay, not just your own offspring, but any kid you come into contact with, you make a difference in, and they have a purpose. And so I want to thank you for, for bearing the child and putting up with the child and loving the child, even when it can be difficult. And don't let anybody ever judge you. Okay, I had a, a thought this week that some people might be critical of your parenting skills, but they're not raising your kid. That, that are a couple of honks right there. So be careful when, when somebody tries to criticize you, they're not raising yours, okay? And some of you have have more k- kids that are more challenging than others. And, uh, and so kudos to you guys for just continuing to be the parents that you should be. So anyways, with that, my wife's going to come up. And what are our kids talking? Our kids are going to share a few things as well. I think that you, they want to go first. All right. Okay, let's do that. Let's hear from our kids. So. My beautiful daughter Lexi is deathly afraid of talking in front of people, so she wrote something. Yeah. I'm going to read it. All right. So we asked the question, and we want our kids to share, and, uh, and, and what makes a family work? And here's what my beautiful daughter Lexi says Dads are amazing. That's not not what it says. She says this. Family can mean a lot of different things to everyone, whether it be a biological family or friends that have become so close that you've adopted them in. I am so blessed to have both. To have parents that put their family before their jobs or anyone else meant more to me than anything growing up. As a teenager, when people found out I was the pastor's daughter, they automatically assumed I was a rebel child. This is the first time I'm reading this. So I'm having some thoughts go through my head as I'm reading this. Um, She was a rebel child. (laughs) So yeah, um, all right. She says, which baffled me. And later in life, I found out why I wasn't. She's no longer a rebel. She was a rebel until about three years old. Then she started obeying the rules. My daddy wasn't the typical pastor, I guess you could say. Um, He put his family before his church. We grew as a family and as a church family because my parents made sure their home life was good first. Being in a pastoral family is definitely different from not. But my parents tried as hard as they could not to treat us differently from normal kids, and for that I'm so incredibly, incredibly grateful. The world looks on pastors' kids with a higher standard, which isn't fair, by the way. But mom and dad made sure we didn't feel that pressure, and for those reasons and a thousand more I could add, which is it just, which is why we have an amazing family. Number two, memories are better than presents. Lexi loves presents. So this is kind of surprising to read this. Um, I would say that presents make memories for my daughter, Lexi. um, But she is correct. I know what she's saying. Memories are better than presents because you can give your kids a lot of things. But if you don't spend time with them, what's the point, right? Growing up, mom and I always loved, lots of O's, loved our present holidays. We love gifts. But as you get older, you realize that every year it gets harder to think of things to buy each other. Mostly because you don't have any more room. (laughs) And secondly, because you probably already have everything. So a few years ago, I stopped buying presents and started creating memories with my loved ones. Usually that entails pedicures and coffee dates. Because you might not remember that shirt or candle you got, but you remember the laughter and the joy you spent with your daughter or granddaughter while out on a date. Top memories. Am I to keep reading? Keep going? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make sure I didn't read any text messages that weren't supposed to be read publicly. Uh, uh, top memories with mom. Some of my most favorite memories with just mom and me are our road trips. We've done countless road trips to California together and multiple to Coeur Lane. It usually involves lots of music, dancing, and junk food. Some of my favorite things to do are turn on the radio to the Spanish station and see how long it takes her to notice. And I see how fast I can go without her noticing. Safely, of course. <laughs> Love you, Lexi. Thanks for writing that. All right. So so
1: I'm Lauren, and I am the oldest child. I have uh, my notes right here. So my dad asked us a couple of days ago if we wanted to talk about what makes a family work. So I thought about it, um, and the word that I felt God put on my heart is the word commitment. Commitment to God and commitment to each other. When my mom had each of us children and held us in her arms, she committed to raising us to the best of her ability. She promised herself that she would raise her children differently than she had been raised. My mom has always held us accountable, loved our father, and practiced what she preached. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. My mom never becomes weary of doing good and helping others, and I believe that her reward will be great, and we are so thankful for her.
0: Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, who's my main man. Come on.
2: He really is my biological child,
0: just, just so you know.
2: So I'm Travis. I'm, uh, I might be the youngest, but I'm also the tallest. I mean, I only got about a foot on this one over here. I'm um, pretty much stand my main man's secretary when uh, he's off work, so whenever the phone answers, I look at it and I judge it. So if some of you guys don't get an answer, you probably that, uh, you can don't assume anything. Um, but a lot of things where I learned about like what makes a family work, especially growing up as the uh, rebellious pastor's kids as we all are, it just depends on. What your standards of bad are? Ours can be a little bit different. I mean, you always get the communion crackers on Sundays. You drink it more by the little cup, more by like the half gallon or whatever. We can, whatever. Yeah, stuff happens. Uh, At least it's not real wine. We're getting drunk at the age of six, like some other people. Um, But one thing that I that I really noticed and I learned is a lot of people, you know, they 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 try to push church onto people and that was something that was never really done in our, in our family. So yeah, we were always at the church up until, you know, Lauren got her driver's license and that was pretty much the first time in 16 years that we didn't have to get to the church at seven and go to both services. But at that point we still wanted to go. So we still, we always came to, you know, mostly the second service so we could sleep in till 10 o'clock or whatever. But once we all had our licenses, church wasn't really a burden. It was never it was never something that we had to do. You know, if we go out of town, it was always something that you were excited to come back to. And I think a lot of that is because we, our parents never really told us to go to church, per se. They just kind of showed that it works and shows that it's important. And so once it became our own decision, it was something that we wanted to do. But that's because... You know, we have a great church family like all of you guys, and that's pretty much a lot of our friends. You know, we grew, grew up, we all went to a Falcon Ridge charter school, so our friends, you know, were pretty small and never really went to any any big school. So for a lot of us, you know, our church family is some of, some of the best friends that we have. So I'd just like to thank every single one of you for making it easy to come to church, and you guys never really condemned us or made us feel... You know, bad or anything, we were always appreciated and loved, and we all know that you guys will support us in whatever we do. And we're not all gonna go on to be pastors because some people need their haircuts when you guys all can't get them. Um, <laughs> either way, and my mom come here. She's done such a good, such a good job. I'm kind of a punk child, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I i i do not mind talking unless it's something that needs to be talked about. <laughs> and she was always one that, you know, I'd be sitting up there and she would know and I would maybe take out some of my frustration and angers on other people or I would just kind of go dormant. And she knows the perfect amount to nag me. So finally I break. And once I break, then I let it out. Then, you know, a couple of hours later, it's ha ti da ti da great, I'm glad we talked about that. It was really important. So that's probably one of my favorite things and my least favorite things because I don't like it at all, but it needs to be done. But that's one great thing that I really appreciate, appreciate about my mom. So I have a great family, great church family. And, you know, with the, with the church and my normal family, I really can't tell a difference because I love all you guys so much. So keep it up. Thanks. Thanks, Travis.
0: Amen. One of the, the things like that's made it easier for our, our kids is they all grew up in CUNA. They all graduated from CUNA High School, and uh, a lot of times pastors move around. Um, it used to kind of be the thing. Every four or five years, they'd go to different places. So I'm so thankful for um, a church family that has caused us to want to stay here, and that's, that's a pretty unique thing. Uh, so thank you guys for helping us. Um, again, our, he talks about rebellion. You know, he, Our kids are not rebellious. Um, it's because my dad taught us how to spank. Amen. Um, and, uh, and with that, before I introduce my, my beautiful wife, who is an amazing mom, uh, my mom is here today and uh, I'm not sure where they are, but mom, give me a honk. Where are you at? Oh, I heard two cars. All right. I don't have two mothers out there, but two cars on. not uh, But my mom was an amazing person. Uh, she raised four of us. Uh, we grew up in the country. She had big gardens and kept the house clean and kept us at baseball games. And uh, my family, again, is an amazing family. So, Mom, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, my favorite story is when I was 13, my mom, and I didn't know this because I was a very honorary kid. I mean, I was into stuff just I did all kinds of little crazy things um, that that an honorary kid would do. But when I was 13, my mom let me know that she had prayed for me more than the other uh, brothers because she knew I was going to end up in prison someday. And that's a true story. She said, uh, if anybody was going to end up in prison, it was going to be you. Uh, So, Mom, I went from uh, prison to preaching. So thank you for your prayers. Um, And if you you need any advice on raising strong-willed children, just talk to my mom. And she'll let you know that they can turn out okay with enough spankings and enough encouragement. Um, And my mom, my wife, I mean, uh, amazing mother to our kids. She's one that believes in our kids. She believes the best. And she didn't have a great example as she'll talk to you about. But just because you didn't have a good example of a mom doesn't mean you can't be one because my wife is one and she's an amazing person. So babe, come and uh, let them have it. I also want you to know if if the bathrooms are open, if you got kids or if anybody that's squirming, uh, they are open so you can just go ahead and use them if you want to, um, if necessary. So babe.
3: No, it's okay. How's everybody doing? That's my girl Christina down there. she give me a high five. Hey, so we're going to kind of come to you today from a couple different perspectives. And what you saw on the front end was my kids and the way we raised them. And you saw my husband and the way he was raised. And um, I want to start by reading to you um, a scripture. And it is in Titus 2, 3, and 4. It says, older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderous or slaves to much wine or addicted to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and love their children. So, in a nutshell, we are to love our husbands and we are to train our children, not the other way around. Many times in this generation, I feel like we are given a message to love our children and train our husbands. And ladies, that is not our job. Our job is to love them and to train our children. And so, um, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of training going on (laughs) in my life. So, um, I actually didn't even get saved until I was about 15, but, um, it was a little bit tricky because as a mom, this wasn't really easy for me because I had to learn how to be a wife and a mom. And I truly had no idea how to even do that. Um, I came from crazy probably long before the Kardashians were ever even a thing. So (laughs) some of you can relate to that and I get that. Um, but here's the deal. Like, I grew up in a home that my mom was there so in one essence she was there as in she was in front of me but she was not present in my life so the easiest way to explain that would be the biggest memory I actually have of my mom is her sitting in a recliner with a cigarette in one hand and a Diet Coke in the other and watching television all day long. Truthfully, I don't have many memories with my mom. Um, My stepdad raised me, and he did an incredible job. And my youngest brother out of eight, by the way, (laughs) he's nine years older than me, he pretty much did everything my mom probably should have been doing. And does anybody remember back in the day when, you know, kids are born and they did these... uh, um, you had godparents. Anybody remember that? Okay. So I don't know if that's still a thing, but it was when I was born. And so I had godparents and in that there was another young man, which was my brother's best friend at the time. Actually to this day, he works for him. Uh, his name was Sam Houston. And those two boys really, I don't know. They were the kind of the parents in my life because they were the ones that always had me. I was always with them. Um, I was never at home. I would get up at eight o'clock in the morning and I would get on my horse and I ride, I would take off and I'd come back at 10 o'clock. So my parents never asked really where I was. So it was kind of crazy. Um, but with that, um, I think I just want to remind you that it's not about the family that you came from. It's about the family you have a chance to build. And if you don't get anything out of today, write that down because that is important. It's important that you get to change the course of who you are as a family. And, um, my husband came from an incredible legacy and, and truthfully, I didn't have that honor and that privilege. It's, it's rare. And so we have to understand that as moms, yes, it may be hard on the front end, but man, if you do it right on the front end, you get to be your kids' best friends on the back end. So so remember, you need to train your kids. I love this, you guys. You're so cool. Um, train your kids on the front end because then when they're older and they're adults, you get to be their best friend on the back end. Your job is not to be their buddy when they're 6. Your job is not to be their buddy when they're 12. Your job is to be their parent. You're supposed to guide them, direct them, coach them, love them all at the same time. And I totally get it. It's hard. Um, So while we might not be able to change our past, we do have every ability to change our future, right? And um, I know that you guys are all coming from different places. And right now with this whole COVID-19 thing, like we're probably kind of bound up in our homes, some of us, not all of us. And um, it's just, one thing I know that is certain is while we aren't going through the same things, there's one thing that remains true. Everybody gets to walk through COVID-19 across America, whether we like it or not. So the rules look different. Everything looks just a little bit different. The question is, is how are we going to be on the other side? And we get to walk in faith if we choose to. Um, anyway. So ladies, I want to remind you like, if you're many of you are moms out here, but maybe you're not a mom today. Guess what? You are a mom to somebody. So no matter what you're doing, what you're going through, remember you are an influence and an example to somebody in your life. And we get to make it a good thing. We get to be there and um, help people walk through life. It's really no greater greater privilege or honor that we get to actually do life with you, and um, we love that we get to be here, and truthfully, like, my son, when he shared—I'll try not to cry—we um, we really tried so hard, and we are not perfect parents. Do not take that—I mean, like, we are not. We are far from perfect. However, we tried so hard to not put this huge weight on our kids because I knew that it was my job, it was my responsibility as a parent to make decisions that would cause them to want to serve God at the end of the day, because we can get up here and pastor a parent pastor or church, and we can love you, but if I lose my kids over it, I can tell you this is not worth it, it is not worth it because my kids need to make it into heaven, and um, I am so glad that today I have every one of my kids serving God and they all love the Lord with all of their hearts. And I'm, I know that, um, I know that that's rare and I truly do not take that for granted. Um, so anyway, we're going to jump right on. Um, remember that parenting is a journey. It's not a, um, it's not a sprint to the end. And, um, we are going to share a few things, Stan and I. I mean, he, he shared a few already. But um, we're going to just share a few things with you that helped us in parenting and raising our kids. And uh, the first one I would say is um, don't use online church as a substitute for the real thing. Because being in person when you can... Is so important, and I understand right now, like everything looks a little different as far as church goes. But as soon as we are, you know, up running normal <laughs> again, at least having full services and everything, that priority in your home will set the course for your children for their future tomorrow, and um, it's a big deal. Anyway, uh, I was actually not raised in church. My fam- my husband was. Um, I actually, I'm gonna read this to you because I really feel like it's super important. Always remember that what you do in moderation, your children will do in excess. You might wanna write that one down. Um, And by that, what do I mean? You're teaching your kids convictions by every decision you make and by every decision you do not make. You do not make. If you want your kids to trust in God's provision, you need to ask yourself this question. What are you doing today that you would not want your kids doing tomorrow? If you can answer that, you need to cut that out, whatever that is. Um, anyway, so one other thing we have is... Um, It is our job, and my husband already touched on this, to set our children up for success, to position them for success. And um, what does success look like? It's different for everybody, but God should be in the middle no matter what it is. Right? Um, Choose your battles wisely, moms, dads, Um, because they're not all worth fighting. They are, I mean, we, when we raised our kids, like I know this is just a, a small example, but if your kids are jumping on the couch and it's really not that big of a deal to you, don't yell at them five times because that's doing no good. Just let them jump on the couch. Um, anyway, ladies, remember you have everything you need to be the woman that God has called you to be today. You are mom to someone. So you need to trust that even though we're going through some different things, you have everything within your means to do what he's called you to do and to be who he's called you to be. The Bible says in James 2, 2 through 4, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, that you... No, under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open. I'm going to repeat that again. Your faith life is forced into the open. And it shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Out, we don't like that, right? Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient or lacking in any way. Trials are not fun. We don't like them, and we generally don't even like the scriptures that tell us we're going to have them. So remember that your faith life is being forced into the open, and what you trust in comes to the surface under pressure. What you trust in comes to the surface under pressure. So from the day I was born, I've been sick, and some of you know that, some of you don't, and This is an interesting example, but it's the one that I have for you. Um, So I was not sick by choice. It was fairly common for people to say to me, oh, wow, you're so tough. Well, let me tell you, I would have never asked for that, right? But I am stronger for it. And I know that. Like, I've literally been sick with something (laughs) my whole life. So it's just part for the course and that's okay because I know that I'm stronger for it and I know that God has a purpose behind it Um, my health or lack thereof did make me stronger Um hard times make you strong and they bring to the surface what you are already made of Fear says what about me? But love lives to benefit others so, um I think that while we're all in a season where some of us are like kind of faced with some anxiety some stress being cooped up in our houses with maybe our husband and our kids that we're used to them going to work and we're used to our kids going to school and now we have to learn to get along with each other for very long periods of time right Um, some of us we think it's a vacation while other of us want our husbands to go back to work so um, We've kind of worked together our whole life, so that really isn't a stress for me. But I definitely know it is most certainly a real thing. Um, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 says this. It says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned or called you by name. And, sorry, it's very bright up here. Um, Okay. I have summoned, I have called you by name. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. You will not, they will not sweep over you. The waters are not going to sweep over you. That means God is with you guys. Like he is with us no matter what we are faced with. And um, when we go through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you on fire. So that is just so cool, because like really, we can just trust that no matter what we have to go through, and maybe you haven't gone through a whole lot yet in your life, but you will at some point. And when you do, you can know that God will go before you if you just trust Him. And Proverbs, ladies, this is what I want you to kind of walk away with says that 31:25 uh, says, "She is closed in strength." And dignity, she can walk and laugh at the days to come. Um, It doesn't say you might be clothed in strength. It says she is clothed in strength. So maybe you don't feel like you have strength today, but that's okay. Because the Bible says you're strong. You are strong. And I love that despite the way I feel on some days when I don't feel strong, when I'm sick... And I feel weak and I get mad about it. And sometimes I do get mad about it. If I'm going to be really brutally honest, I do. Because I know that I can fall back on the fact that God says I'm strong and I am going to make it. And so are you. You are going to make it and you're going to be stronger for it. And I know this. The way you walked into this is not the way you are going to come out of it. You're going to be stronger for it. And I love that while we don't like to have trials and we don't like to have things that stress us out, God's gonna teach us from it. And if we just open up our hearts, he will totally teach us and show us how we can be strong in every situation that he has set before us. Um, God can take the biggest mess and turn it into the biggest message. And today, maybe the wind is blowing. Maybe you're not sure what you're going through and maybe things hurt. And maybe you don't understand what your future is right now. And maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you haven't lost your job. But I know this, that if I didn't have Jesus when I walked into all of this, I would have never made it. And so he took me a broken down, 14 year old little girl and he took my mess and he gave me a message and I want you to know today that each and every one of you have a message to give no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing I just want you to know that you can trust God's word even when you don't feel like it you can trust that he'll provide even when you don't feel like it you can trust that you're stronger than you think you are even when you don't feel like it. And listen, that is amazing because we can trust God's faithfulness. And so I'm just gonna ask you to do something this morning. If you're struggling and you feel like you just need help, I want you to flash your blinkers at me. No, hazards, said that wrong. Just flash your hazards because we wanna pray for you because God's gonna walk with you through this and Pastor John's gonna sing a song. And I just want you to know that God is so good, even in the middle of our trials. God is faithful and you are strong. Yes.